Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. I'm really happy to welcome Cheryl J. Jackson and Lorothy Bullis to the show today. We've had uh, Cheryl here before. We are going to talk about their new book, Mirrored Images. Don't go away. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. I am so excited today to welcome Loris Wallace and Cheryl Jackson to our show. And Cheryl's old hat is here. And in, just in case you don't notice, she has Sylvester on her screen. I tell you that why. That is her dad. That is her dad's computer. Sylvester has gone to be with the angels. But I think having him here in the computer and on the screen brings him closer to the show. And I like that idea. In fact, it gives me kind of chill bumps whenever I see it. Now I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I say, Cheryl, why you got Sylvester? I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> welcome so much. Now, I had Cheryl on here before because of this book, Different Sides of the Same Coin. Mm-hmm. And I had started reading it again. Um, and then I heard, wait a minute, they've got a new book coming out? <laughs> out of town. And I'm going to share that on the screen here. Well, I'm going to share the, first of all, the poet talk with y'all on it. And then we will pull up the Amazon page. Okay. Mirrored Images. <laughs> Two sisters and authors are back up with some shenanigans. They want to uh, step it up, I guess, uh, from different sides of the same coin. I think I know what they're up to here. They want to talk about social justice. And I am all about that. Cheryl knows this about me. I think we need to be talking about what's going on in the world. But before we get started on that, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Loris, tell us Mm -hmm. about you first. Can you tell us a little bit about your poetry background and what got you going on this? Okay. Um, Well, I started writing poetry kind of by accident. Um, I was uh, in my 30s and things were happening in my life. I didn't really understand why. So I started keeping a journal to uh, understand why these things were happening to me. And uh, when I went back to read my entries, they sort of had like a rhythm. And I I really liked that. So I, um, I kept doing it. And that's how I started writing poetry. Just um, so, but I have been writing um, all my life, really. I was writing, I started getting more into it in college and I started writing um, like screenplays and, you know, um, show treatments and stuff like that. And uh, when I was writing that, you know, when you're writing something, you always say, oh, this is the best stuff I ever wrote. And then you go back and you read it and you're like, oh, this is trash. So, so when I started writing poetry, that never happened. Like I would, I would go back and read it. I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty good." So I, I went with it. <laughs> All right, I like that. You know, I know one thing um, about your poetry is your sister loves to read it. And when mm-hmm. she comes to open mics, she doesn't just read her stuff; she reads yours too. So, well, oh, so you'd hear my sister's words. 
Oh, she always puts you ahead. I like mm. that. That's respect. I like that. So Cheryl, tell us about your history. Well, you, you, we're old friends, so you pretty much I know, know that. But I want the audience to hear. You pretty much know my history. Um, I love my sister. And one of the reasons, well, I'd like to think one of the reasons that I'm so good at what I do is because she's, she was my audience my whole entire life. And I would read to my sister and I would read for my sister and she encouraged me. She's always been like a fan. And that kind of made me think, oh, I could, I could do, you know, I could do more. I could write. I could do. So because she gave me that comfort and that confidence, I was able, you know, to do it and be pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. So I've always written. Yeah, it, it just, it was a given. I love to read and the next progression was to write. And because I had my audience of one, which was my sister, um, I, I just, I, I've always done it, you know. Um, this was a little bit different in that my dad wanted us, he wanted to see our writing in one place in, in his lifetime. So we were able to kind of come together mm -hmm. and, and it went so well, we came back together for book two. And this is a big book too, wow. You know, it's a little, it's a little, sorry, Lisa, it's a little bigger than I, I intended. And I'm very bullheaded because my sister was saying, you, you, you don't put all of those poems in one book, but I would not listen because, you know, I, you're, you, you listen to your own inner voice. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if, 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 if I scaled it back, I felt like the story wouldn't be as full mm -hmm. and it needed to be full because we had a lot of things coming together at one time. And I didn't want to not, I, I felt like I was cheating or compromising the story if I would have held back something because every mm -hmm. piece is intricately woven into the story, the whole right. of the story. Yeah. No, you and your sister remind me of my sister and myself. Now, my sister's gone to be with the angels, but she and I both wrote poetry and I used to have a, a different poetry website and she would post on there. And one of the most heart stories is about when her son was killed in an accident. Oh, no. And she wrote a poem about what happened in a, in a way that showed her faith and her belief that, you know, he was going on and, and being had been comforted and going on and still gives me chill bumps, you know. Um, but that the way that she turned to poetry mm -hmm. in that time of crisis says something about the importance of expressing in poetry. Yes. And, um, you know, but she was probably one of my biggest cheerleaders and fans, you know. Um, so I can certainly relate to that whole sister relationship and the value of that, how important it is. So I, I'm just always makes me feel good to <laughs> to know that you all have that kind of relationship and you don't hear about it too often. So 
So you got to yeah. cherish those that you hear about. The, the biggest compliment that my sister, and I don't call her my little sister anymore because she's, she's the woman that I want to be. She's the woman that I'd like to think I am. But she is bigger than life. And so much of her reminds me of, of my dad. Mm -hmm. And they didn't always get along. They got along as he was leaving, both yeah. of them. And so she didn't always get the, the best of him. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't always get the best of him. Um, and so this book is kind of tortured because we write a lot about him in this book. But I felt like we needed to kind of bridge those stories so that people mm -hmm. could, could understand and, and see us and, and why and how it is that we are the way we are. Well, you just answered the next question I was going to ask. Mm -hmm. Is what was behind this book? <laughs> is He's there anything you want to add to that, Laura? Uh, it's, you know, this book was written during the pandemic. When we were all on lockdown so there was a lot of things that we were seeing and it was it, this book is sort of like written in real time we're responding to what we are um experiencing so we're experiencing um our father's death and we're experiencing um the news as it is happening you know uh events that's coming over the the, the tv so that is uh, what we're writing about. And people will see um, that we're dealing with a lot of the issues, the current events that were going on at that time. I wish there was not so much to write about when it comes to the news events because of what's been going on in our country. Mm -hmm. And I am glad that you ladies are writing about it. Um, I think the more we put this, you know, power to the pen, you know, the more we can get the blood on paper. My yes. feeling about it. We really need to show the world out there what's going on. And I think with poetry, we can have some real inroads with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people will listen to poetry. They listen to song lyrics. They get picked up by that. Mm -hmm. um, it inspires, it, it invigorates, it fires things up. And we need some firing up. I really believe in that. We really, mm -hmm. really do. You know, I was just reading something the other day that shocked me. And it made me rethink about the way that, you know, I speak in reference to things. And one of the things that I read was that white people took away the word woke. And black people, have you all heard about that? Are you familiar with that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. When we talk about the word woke, I mean, we're using that word woke now. Are you woke? Um, you know, oh, yeah. Using right. reference, you know, white people woke to in right. you know, right. other races, woke right. to what's going on to the world. Mm -hmm. But it had a whole different meaning before all of this vocabulary mm -hmm. got changed. Right. Can you speak to that? Because I, I thought that was just, wow, opened my That's eyes. I didn't know. Do you want to take that and talk to Lisa about that? Um, well, when we use the term woke, mm -hmm. um, 
it is referring to us as a people knowing who we are, where we came from, and uh, you know what our responsibilities are. That 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 is what we use the term as. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, the media has taken on that word, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in many ways how uh, the media has taken on to uh, certain words that's used in um, the rap music, whatever, they really don't understand um, why we say it. So they're using it in a term where they're saying, um, are, are you in tune to this? Are you aware of, of, of this that is going on? But we use it to, to tell each other, wake up, you know, realize who you are, what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. That, that's why we use the word woke. Mm-hmm. You know, are you woke or, or we'll say wake up. Um, it's an old term, too. I actually, mm-hmm. uh, the first time uh, mm-hmm. I remember hearing it was uh, in college. We would say that quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. we would tell each other, are, you know, are you woke? You know, and we, mm-hmm. we instantly knew what that meant. And then uh, it was popularized in uh, Spike Lee's uh, movie, um, you know, that musical m- m- movie. Um, what? Uh, school Days. What, yes, School Days. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, he says, he, at the very end, he tells people to wake up. Meaning, you know, take on take on the responsibility, find out who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, and get busy. That's mm-hmm. being woke. Getting mm-hmm. getting busy about the business of finding out what you need to be doing mm-hmm. and t- telling woke, it. To, go ahead, woke, sure. Woke implies a certain amount of consciousness exactly. and of awareness, mm-hmm. right? Once you have consciousness and the level of awareness, that then elicits action. Right. As in, you're going to make some actionable, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be responsive in a way that shows action that you are conscious. Right. Right. And so yeah. that, that is the whole history behind woke. Mm-hmm. And how really, just like my sister just eloquently mm-hmm. told you, it, this is not a new term. Spike right. Lee, school days in the, it was it 90s, Lars? Right, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Thank you for, for explaining that because I think people need to know, you know about the changes in words and what they really mean and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and show the respect for that. Um, I know now, so now I guess I'm more aware, and um, it'll help me as I write things, you know, to be a little more cautious about the words that I use. Yeah, I think it's very important. Well, speaking of words, who's going to read us some poetry today? <laughs> Who wants I'm, to go first? I'm going to yield the floor to my sister. Okay. Okay. Um... Well, like I said, we uh, 
wrote a lot of this during the pandemic and what was happening. And, uh, but uh, a lot of people ask us why we write and this poem here sort of expresses why we write. It says, have all the truths been told? Have all the words of the struggle been written? Martin has been to the mountaintop. Langston told us what happens when a dream is deferred. Have all the relevant words been written? Ralph made us see the invisible man. The phenomenal Maya told us why the caged bird sings. As we ego tripped with Nikki, our eyes were watching God with Zora and we took James by the hand to go tell it on the mountain. What can I possibly add to a story that's already been told? From Moses and Malachi to Matthew and the revelation of John, our story has already been told. What more important words can be written than those that give eternal life? I am a sponge soaking up the knowledge which has already been put on paper. I am a student learning from the masters and I am blessed to pick up a pen to continue the tradition. For as long as we live and we struggle for what should be ours, we must continue to give a voice to the voiceless. Lars, I love that. I Thank love you. it too. That is great. That is great. We got to keep using our words, don't we? Right. <laughs> that was a good, good spinoff from that. <laughs> what we were talking about. That's a great poem. I love it. Thank, Thank you. Sure. Are you going to give us uh, one? That's a tough act to follow. Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to switch it up because I'm always doing the social justice stuff, but I'm going to just kind of have a little bit more uh, lighter topic today. This one is called Unrestricted Boundaries. Who is this person I hardly recognize smiling all the time for no apparent reason? singing along to unnamed love songs on the radio, taking a little extra time to make certain my look is totally fly and precisely on point. A ringing phone, an elevated heartbeat, here it goes again, that uncontrollable smile. Hello, I'm great, and how are you today? An even bigger reason to smile. Exchanging with idle chit-chat as the conversation flows smoothly. You hang up. No, you hang up first. Can it be that you like me too? An elevated heartbeat makes its second appearance. I could speak with you for hours. This is the best part of our beginning. No awareness of time or space. Remembering the start of us. An unanticipated blush and sudden hush, still unaware of minutes disappearing into untraceable hours. We were unafraid to push beyond unrestricted boundaries, daring to go there just because we could, staying up all night into the wee hours of the morning. These were our beginnings, taking our time cultivating our story of where we first arrived at love. Wow. wow. <laughs> that was that was amazing. 
That was, that was. That was the it takes, takes me back to those times, you know. We need to remember those times. <laughs> People have been in long-term relationships. It's like, oh, yeah, I think there was something way back then, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm usually always so serious and so, you know, in with the social justice stuff. I kind of wanted to just lighten it up a bit so that people won't start to think that I'm just kind of a one-trick pony. So that's kind of why I, I wanted to read something lighter today. I appreciate it. That's really nice. So, Loris, it's your hit now. Okay. Um, okay, this is dealing with exactly what we were talking about, the social justice. This is called From Emmett to Kawan. Okay. It, it says, my soul is vexed. My spirit is disquieted within me. I have shed tears for so long. I can no longer bring them forth. I am in lamentation over our sons. From Emmett to Kawan. From the depths of my heart, I cry out, Lord, not another one. Not another child who fell victim to this oppressor's hatred. They have taken our joy and once again turned it to sorrow. Our soul cries out, how long, dear God, how long? We are weary with our own discontent, and yet we cannot see from whence cometh our help. We cry, Lord, Lord, yet we are unwilling to see who we are and the mission you have set before us. How long will we travail and our children die before our eyes? How long will they pay the debt they have not made? We have made promises we have not kept. We have played, I'm sorry, we have played, I'm sorry. Oh, we have pledged obedience, but have given rebellion. We have pledged loyalty, but have sought after those who continue to do us harm. Oh, if we would seek the bridegroom once again, if we would call upon him while he is yet near, let our voices, lift our voices in sorrow and beg for forgiveness and deliverance. He would take us back to the place which we so carelessly forsaken, a place where our children can dance in the street safely, sings, sing the songs of Jubilee, knowing that they are indeed safe and at home. But we have stumbled far from our place of safety. We can no longer see those peaceful shores. Oh Lord, look upon us and, I'm sorry, look upon us, oh Father of grace, See our calamity we have made. Take our cause once again, for we are wretched and almost without hope. Recompense the evil that our enemy has put upon us and repay it twofold. Let them know they have killed your precious ones. Return us to our God once again and give us the peace we so recklessly rejected. Oh, that's, <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say. He <laughs> took my breath away. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, painful, and mm -hmm. prolific. Thank Here. you. Here, 
Okay. Um, my last one is going to be, I can't, I can't choose. So I'm just going to go with my gut and just do the first one. It's called Long Before Beyonce. Black was beautiful. It will always be, it will always unquestionably be the melanin for me. Do you remember a time long before Beyonce when black women owned their blackness outright and their natural hair was worn like a crown? I remember black being beautiful long before skin bleaching and Barbie doll hair, hair weaves ambushed black women, making them look more like circus clowns. Today, in this moment, let's remove the masks of European hatred and 402 years of Caucasian oppression and reclaim our unique melanated qualities. Time for black folks to celebrate our blackness and end all the self-hatred furthering black annihilation. The revelation, the revolution will not be texturized. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's a beautiful poem to end our uh, poetry session. I love mm-hmm. it. I love mm-hmm. it. Is there anything that I haven't um, talked about or asked about that y'all would like to share? We have um, coming out, um, and the dates are to be determined because because we're writing it out now. But we are moving away from our first love, which is poetry, um, our first two books. And we are moving now into a family melodrama uh, a fictional, fictional, non-fictional uh, melodrama uh, uh, for a family, mm-hmm. and we're our our third work, and we're coming together for that. So we'll see how that goes. So is this going to be like playwriting, or it's not going to be playwriting? It is going to be a fictional family drama. It's okay. just a, a novel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a novel. It's a novel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it together? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I look forward to that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Chill bumps again. God, that's great. I'm sure you don't want to shop it to Shonda Rhimes, you know, Grey's Anatomy starting to kind of get to the end of their time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to do a treatment and see what, what happens. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Oh, I would love that. I'm going to miss my show. I think they have one more season, and then that's it, and I'm addicted to that show. But yeah, it's Maggie been on for married. what, It's been on for 20 years? Yeah, we've seen Meredith go really gray. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was so happy Maggie got married. <laughs> so, and um, But they had a show about her fiance and a couple of episodes. If you all watch Grey's Anatomy, I'm talking about. I, I watch, like Grey's y'all watch it. I watch Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. They yes. he he did more shows than I thought. Uh, you know, McDreamy when he came back. Uh huh. I wasn't expecting him to be on that many shows. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of shows. Yeah. Actually, this season was about him and her. Yeah. And she was in her coma. 
Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was she was in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. Now, now they had an episode a couple of episodes ago where Maggie's fiance, and I can't think of the character's name, but um, he was in, um, he was pulled over. And all that she went through, not knowing what was going on and losing connection with him. And basically uh-huh. it was about, you know, how uh, the police, you know, retaliating a fear of what might have happened to him. Right. Um, he made through it, made it through it and everything came back okay. But I thought they did a really good job of showing what it's like on the other side and not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought that was just brilliant the way they covered it but i think they do a lot of things that are really brilliant in that show yeah i see where they're getting they're they're doing a lot of that like uh, bringing uh social issues Mm -hmm. into that show where yeah they never really did that before Mm -mm. they really have hit hard with it It, it's gone from kind of being a you know some more romancy kind of stuff to right really hitting the, the points and every time every time they have a show it's they address something Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think it's you know actually it's going to be at its best when it gets to ready to end. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't used to watch it when it first started, but it's got me, you know, I'm like right in it. So mm-hmm. between that, this is us. I'm addicted to those two shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for coming on here today. And I want to invite you to, you know, we have open mics from time to time. So I'd love for you all to come and be in the open mics. And Oh, that'd be great. Uh, okay. Cheryl's <laughs> familiar with him more than been coming to some of the events. So, all right. Well, thank you all so much. And you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Oh, you too. Thank you so much. You. Bye-bye, Lisa. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Come back again soon. Would you like to be on our podcast? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and we'll get back to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.